0: Hey guys, Bella here with Bella in the City. I have a treat for you guys. I'm so excited. So, um, my friend, the one that is my inspirational, uh, my mentor, my spiritual guru person, she, uh, did an incredible interview on this, um, website. It's called Voyage Dallas. Anyways, so she actually, um, sent me sent me the link yesterday and I kid you not it was so long that it took me like I think a half hour to kind of read it all (laughs) but um but I went ahead and printed it off because there's just so much in here that I wanted to share with you guys because it's just basically sharing like her journey of how she came to be the person that she is today and how it all started from the beginning for her prior to her awakening so it's just really really good and I'm just going to put bits and pieces I mean of course it's really long but I highlighted a couple of things that I wanted to talk about on the podcast so here we go so I want to see what they called it on the article too because I want to make sure if you guys want to look it up I think it's worth uh Pulling, you know, pulling, uh, I can't even talk. Pulling it up yourselves. Um, let me see. I should have had this ready to go. My bad. Let me Just real quick. Bear with me here. <laughs> let me see what they call the article. But if you guys go to Voyage Dallas and just search on it. It's called, it's called Life and Work with Patricia Santana de Mura, so that's, you can just look it up, and I'll, um, I'll put it on my Twitter, if you guys want to go to my Twitter, um, my Twitter is Bella and the City, so B E L L A A N D T H E C I T Y. Uh, And I'll include it there. Anyways, so here we go. Wait, where did it go? I'm so not prepared right now. (laughs) Okay, so I'll just just read the first paragraph and then I'll go into the highlighted parts. So she says, my story is one of survival, redemption, awakening, transformation, resurrection, strength, rebirth, perseverance, hope, faith, self-love, and healing. It's about overcoming childhood traumas, adult traumas, addictions, and coming out of the darkness. I learned to turn my pain and suffering into power, strength, acceptance, and radical self-love. So uh, this one part I just highlighted here, um, she says, I spent my entire life feeling sick with depression and anxiety. Doctors used to tell me that I would have to take medications my entire life because I had a chemical imbalance. Something they said I inherited through my family bloodline. I used to cry and tell my doctors that I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to take medication to survive. I just want to feel healthy, whole, and complete. I knew that the way I felt all the time wasn't right. It didn't feel right. Yet even with medication, I never really did feel healthy due to extreme anxiety. And then... She says, uh, since then, I learned there isn't a pill out there that will heal the wounds that are buried deep within my subconscious mind and my soul. My soul was screaming for me to find myself again and come back home to myself. I discovered that depression is my is your soul communicating with you that you are not going in the direction your life is meant to go. Fragments of my soul were left behind in broken chapters of my life. I um." Okay, so it says here, the only way to feel whole again is to put myself back together piece by piece of everything that was lost and taken from my soul. I spent years reading self-help books and watching videos dating back to 6 years ago, 6 years ago. My hunger for change and to feel better was t- so intense that I stopped at nothing until I addressed one issue at a time. I dove deep to the root of the matter to discover the why and the how of every emotion, trigger and feeling I felt. Every single abusive and broken relationship I was in helped me to discover pieces of my shattered soul I needed the needed healing. Difficult experiences shape who we are as human beings and the people who challenge us in life often become our greatest teachers. I realized or I released <laughs> and cleared karma by forgiving my past and with the full understanding and acceptance that everything happens for a divine reason,-hmm um, let's see. And then she says, "There is hope and a chance at a really happy, healthy, and abundant life. That is our birthright. I learned what love is from experiencing what love is not. Love is in pain and suffering. love is safe. Kind, pure, innocent, healthy, happy, abundant, and unconditional. Love is freedom. It's not what has been my life up until this point. I journeyed uh, within, within, did the deep, intense war, inner work, and healed all addictions to myself along with God's help. I nurtured my inner child. I healed my childhood and adult traumas. I healed my heart from that from the deep emotional wounds i endured from this lifetime and many lifetimes ago with that i found my way back home to myself it took a lot of sacrifice discipline patience strength commitment extreme self-love radical acceptance and a lot of forgiveness of myself and others most importantly it took the will and the drive to be better do better and feel better when you lose everything People, places, and things more than once in life, you learn really fast to lose your attachment to everything. You learn really fast that nothing is permanent and you have no choice but to get used to starting from scratch and rebuilding more than once. I understand that mindset could cause someone to become emotionally unavailable and live a life expecting to keep losing. And this is my favorite part of this Like one of my favorite things that she said on here I highlighted it So I said She says Unless you learn the art of self-love You don't lose anything that is meant to stay So I just want to pause here for a moment Because This is a lot of information uh, That really resonated with me And I hope it's resonating for you guys as well Because when she was talking about Learning to not be attached to things because you have to start over losing people, places and things that happened to me. Like even like right before I moved to Austin, I lost my apartment. I lost my car. (laughs) It's like I started losing a lot of stuff before I moved to Austin. I had to move back with my parents. I mean, I had to start over and it put me in a place where I just felt really vulnerable, you know? And Even when I moved here to Austin, I still had to start over again because I didn't have my own place and I had to try to, you know, move out of a roommate situation, which actually ended up moving at least five times the first year after I moved to Austin. And that's a lot of moving. I mean, the average person only moves maybe once every two, three years, and this was brutal for me. So I went through a lot of changes, uh, I would say, within the past five years because it started in 2015 um yeah and so I could totally resonate with everything that she's saying here because the fact that you're so used to losing things I think that really affected me because I started feeling like well if I'm gonna lose things and people and you know I better not get attached you know and so I think that really affected my relationships with people Um, you know, including, you know, the people I was dating at the time. And so it just all makes sense. (laughs) Because when you're used to losing things, you just don't want to believe that good things can happen because you're like, well, what am I going to invest that time for if I'm going to end up losing it anyways. So I could totally see why I became detached from Good things that may have been coming my way because I just felt like it could go away at any second. You know, somebody's going to pull the rug right from under me. Um, But I just wanted to talk about that real quick. So let's continue. Life is about change. And with every ending, there's always a brand new beginning. Loss has given me strength and taught me self-love. It taught me that I am the only person I got so I better cherish myself and take care of my heart and soul because no one other than myself is capable of doing that for me. The intense internal transformation and spiritual awakening I underwent was catalyzed catalyzed by meeting my twin flame. So yes, we're going to talk about twin flames because she's she's the one that I mentioned to you guys that she's my fellow twin flame person and uh, we're both going through you know, the journey together. I mean, she's not my twin, obviously, but (laughs) we're both going through it ourselves with our own twins. Anyway, so here it goes. So she says, a twin flame is a mirror soul or soul connection. A twin flame is the other half of your soul. It is theorized that a soul can split into two after ascending to a high frequency. Thereafter, the soul lands in two different bodies. If you compare twin flame versus soulmate, it's important to note that a soulmate is someone who is made of the same kind of energy as you, but who has never existed in fusion with you. So although soulmate connections are highly significant, an encounter with the twin flame is on another level entirely. When you encounter the person who carries the other half of your energy, it can create a profound and life-altering sense of wholeness. The relationship will naturally be extremely intense because twin flames are mirrors of one another. This person will not only provide a sense of wholeness, they will also elevate your self-knowledge, including knowledge of your flaws. <laughs> so that's why they say too that your twin's going to trigger you because you're going to see a reflection of yourself that they're reflecting back to you that you need to heal within yourself. So that's why it's it's intense because you want to be with this person, but yet they're showing you, you know, things about you that you're like, oh, I need to like deal with this, you know? So it's really intense. Um, Then she continues on here and she says, um, where where did I leave off? Hold on. Okay. Consequently... There's a potential for conflict as well as happiness. It is possible to have a happy, healthy relationship with your twin flame. However, this is only possible if you can learn to love yourself as your twin flame is a part of you. This love must be honest and unconditional. Otherwise, a part of you will always be driven to reject your twin flame. So with that comes the triggers and conflict due to the intensity of the connect- of the connection. The twin flame journey often involves separation so self-love and deep emotional healing can take place. The pain of loss that followed when I came face-to-face with my abandonment issues when separation took place was excruciating. At the time, I did not know I was on a twin flame journey. I did feel it was an incredibly deep, unique, rare, different and special connection, a connection that I had never felt with anyone in my life. We both felt that way. I didn't know exactly why I felt that way uh, until after separation took place and I went straight into my spiritual awakening. The true knowledge that I was on a twin flame journey in this deep and intense soul connection came to me after separation. There are no words to describe the pain I felt in my heart when we separated. It felt like a part of me, ugh, can't even talk. It felt like a part of me, a part of my soul was ripped away from me leaving. Oh, what? hold on. There's a little grammar error here. <laughs> it felt like a part of me, a part of my soul was ripped away, leaving me completely empty. It felt that way because he is a part of me. He is my mirror soul. All I understood at that time was that I fell in love and I gave my whole heart to someone That hurt me so deeply after years of being closed off from past traumas and it destroyed me. Now I fully understand why I opened my heart to truly love another person again unconditionally the way I love him. So yeah, I mean, I totally relate to this, you guys, because everything she's describing is exactly what, like, how I feel. It's like, totally uh, agree with her 100% because I went through the same thing. Um, and then she goes on and says, it was my destined path to meet him so I can heal all the deep emotional wounds that had kept me from living a healthy life. He helped me to heal as I did the same for him for that. I will always and forever love him. He changed my life. (laughs) Oh, yes. And it's funny because I said that on my other podcast earlier, like this, this love changed my life, you guys. So this is just confirmation that this stuff is real. Um then she goes on and says the separation led me straight into my death and rebirth process I was left to mourn and grieve someone that was still alive but no longer in my life in the physical 3d 3d realm which is our world as we know it today someone that is a part of me I still energetically felt his energy which made it harder to move on when I was trying to heal and let go Twin flames do not ever separate in the fifth dimension, which is why I felt his energy every single day. I still do. The pain and suffering I underwent in the months that followed awakened me to my soul, I mean, to my spiritual truth, as well as my spiritual gifts. Okay. Throughout the process, I learned that this connection awakened me because he is, in fact, my spiritual soulmate, and someone I spent many lifetimes with. The more I went within and worked on my healing, the more I progressed on my spiritual awakening journey, which in turn activated more and more of my spiritual gifts. Gifts that I am now using to help others heal and to help raise the consciousness and the vibration of the planet. From darkness, we find the light. It was on the journey of unconditional love that I found my soul's purpose and my soul's calling. As I began to love myself, I found that the pain and suffering I endured were warning signs that I was living against my own truth. I learned that people love at their level of consciousness. With that understanding, it became a lot easier to emphasize and forgive. I think she meant to put to empathize. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, with that understanding, it became a lot easier to empathize and forgive those I, that I felt hurt me. Deeply in the past, including my twin flame. And yeah, so that was that part. And then now she goes on and says um, Going through the dark night of the soul, feeling stuck in the dark in between worlds, unable to go back while facing fears of the unknown, uh, is for sure the biggest challenge I faced. So basically the dark night of the soul is a term that we we use in, in the spiritual community mm-hmm. where you basically are having to reject everything that you once believed in. Um, so she says right here, um, the soul automatically starts to reject everything you once knew and believed and felt defined by. Uh, It's all part of the clearing out of the old self, the old identity, the old beliefs, old energies that no longer align with the new energy that's coming in. Um, That experience is extremely painful and very scary to go through. For a long time, I stayed stuck in a state of feeling a void and emptiness, a feeling of hopelessness and loneliness. Stuck in between the worlds, not feeling able to go back as my soul no longer felt at ease with what what was but still unable to go forward. Because the purging and complete detox of my soul was, wasn't complete yet. Um, so she, during that stage, she had to learn patience, acceptance, surrender, detachment, letting go, compassion, self-love, and, forgi- give, uh, and forgiveness. Which is extremely difficult to do when your life is falling apart right in front of your eyes and you feel like you can't move to do anything about it. The only thing you can do is turn to God and have faith in the process. You do that by surrendering to your soul's will and releasing all resistance to the process. Ways to move through the purging process is with strong compassion, kindness, and love for the self. Faith in a higher purpose, a higher calling, and a higher vibration allow you you to move through the energy of the purging with hope, willingness, and anticipation for what's to come. Your faith in knowing that all is truly well despite the not-wellness going on in your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and energetic bodies allows the process to take you on a high elevator up rather than down. So, yeah, this is really, really intense stuff. Um, and it's funny because she mentioned that, I think she said that further ahead. I'll, I'll wait until I get to that part. Okay. The key to get through this phase of the awakening is to keep reminding yourself that this too shall pass and believe that you have the inner strength to persevere through any obstacles because God and the divine will not give you anything that you can't handle. I had help from my angels and my spirit guides. And then she... um she's like an entrepreneur so she's able to help people clear their their chakra what is i can't even talk their chakras i can't even talk yeah (laughs) um so she says my clients refer to me to the healing i provide as coming home coming home to yourself after feeling lost for so long the basic definition of healing is the process of becoming whole um Yeah, so she says, people use different words to describe healing like presence, love, and consciousness. Healing is less about fixing yourself than it is a a practice of letting go. It helps you to release blocks, physical, emotional, and mental blocks and behaviors that keep you limited in your potential and true uh, health. When you begin the journey of healing, you might suddenly realize that certain people in your life don't make sense anymore, or you may lose interest in certain foods or activities that you used to enjoy. And that's the part that I wanted to talk about right now because I used to watch a lot of TV shows, like like, like way too many. And including reality shows and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I don't want to consume that stuff anymore. You know, like it's just toxic. It's a waste of time. And so now I'm actually reading a lot, learning a lot about tarot, you know, meditating. Like I just feel so like peaceful, you know, like focusing on doing things that I've never done before. Um, so it's just, it's just really inspiring to read that. That's what she's talking about too. <laughs> um, and then she goes on and says, healing moves you closer to your true authentic self. It helps you experience greater peace, balance, and freedom. It is also instrumental in helping you live your true potential. And she says, when you truly put your mind to the things that you love and are passionate about." you are able to push through and break down any and all barriers. It's truly about having faith and believing in yourself. When we operate from a place of love, there are no limitations. The only thing that can stop anyone from living their true calling and their purpose is the restrictions inside their own mind and their own belief system. Limits come from fear. Fear isn't real. It's just an illusion. Okay, can I repeat that? Yes, fear isn't real is just an illusion. That's why it's imperative to do the inner healing work to awaken to our true selves so we can flourish. We are all blessed with the god-given ability and opportunity to create our own lives. All we have to do is quiet the mind and listen to our soul's what our soul is asking for us of us. Listen to the call. Barriers are created from a programming that is in our subconscious mind. That tells us that our value is somewhere defined by our our external circumstances. That's why it is important to do the healing work, so to remove all barriers and blockages that made an imprint since childhood in our subconscious mind. When we return back to ourselves, we realize that any barriers that we thought was keeping us from our dreams was self-inflicted. And she says here, towards the end, just to wrap it up, guys. She says, we are all connected here, serving God together as one on a mission to help bring back unconditional love to humankind. Our planet is in desperate need of healing and love. The world needs more healers. That's what we are here to do. Love is the only thing that is real. Everything else is just an illusion. Ooh, love it. <laughs> I I love this. I was just like, this is why she's my spiritual mentor because she knows her stuff. She knows what she's talking about. She's been through it. She's a living, walking uh inspiration. You know. I even told her, I'll be your freaking assistant if you need me to help you. <laughs> um anywho, I'm just blown away by her article. And I really want her to be on the podcast. But, um, you know, it's just some people are not quite ready to do stuff like that. So, um, <laughs> but I know she'll, she'll, if she's listening to me right now, she'll probably start coming around to it. Just got to give her a little nudge. Um, <laughs> because, you know, that's when I also realized, like, Everybody has their own different gifts, you know. Like she has her gifts, I have mine. And I feel like I'm I'm strong at being able to talk to public, you know, to the public and let people know what's good, what's on Bella's mind. <laughs> and sometimes it can be uh a, a bad thing, you know, because sometimes people can really take that and try to make it like an attack on me or something, but I've grown so much that I've always been the type of person that I don't care what people think about me. Like, I really don't. And so the older I'm getting, the more that's more of my truth and my mantra. So I'm just like, I don't care what people think. If they say bad things about my blog, my podcast, I really don't care. You know, because I'm living my life. I'm living in my truth. I'm going through an awakening right now. And this is the type of stuff we should be talking about. You know, why why are we trying to hide things and pretend that we're somebody we're not just so we can blend in. Who wants to blend in? Not me. I'm different. Everybody's different. And everybody needs to own their authentic self and come out of that, the shadows, you know, and come out of that wearing that mask and pretend like you're somebody that you're not because deep down, that's why your soul is going to be calling out to you like, hello, you're not living in your truth. You're not You're not doing what I need you to do and that's why you're not, people end up not being happy because they don't know what the heck they're doing. They're not listening to their intuition. They're not listening to their soul's calling, you know, to God's calling to their purpose. So I'm so inspired. (laughs) So I just want to um, wrap this episode up. I didn't mean it to be this long, but um, I hope you guys have a great night and sending you guys love and light. And I'll talk to you all in the next episode. Bye.